Hello, everyone. Welcome to Authentic as Fuck Podcast. My name is Minsan. My co-host, Yelena. Hello. <laughs> so, yeah, in this podcast, we're going to try to make carousel every episode, right? We're going to try to come up with the idea, try to iron it out and make a carousel. And I had some thoughts, Yelena, and I wrote some down. So... This is, these are just a few things that I've been realizing. One, um, you know how, like, when you're, when you've been doing something for a long time, right? Whether it's like skiing or being a therapist or a designer or what a parent, I don't know. What's something that you've been doing for a long time that you're like a veteran in? I like to sing. Maybe I'm, okay in singing <laughs> so modest <laughs> so let's say you know like you're now you're comfortable singing right what happens usually is when you've been doing for something for a long time and then you look at like a newbie mm-hmm. and then you see all the mistakes that they're making right and you're like oh my gosh i was like that back in my days <laughs> right and that's why like when you look at old people, right? When you look at grandmas and grandpas, like they literally give zero fucks. Mm. Like they look at that, you know, like older people are looking at the younger people and they're like, huh. Or, or it can be just in life. Like, you know, when, when I was in New York and I see this like kids in the subway being really loud and obnoxious and trying to get attention from everyone. And I'm like, oh, there was a time in my life when I was like that too. Right. And it's so, but the people, the newbies at that point don't see that like the things that as a as somebody who's been doing for a long time like a better experienced person that can see things so clearly the person that's newbie who's starting out cannot see that at all like they're completely clueless to to Mm. to how they look right or something like that and that's kind of like i think how almost every content that i'm coming across that i'm doing is so almost every content that I'm putting out there are things that after a long time I've experienced all the mistakes that I was making. And the mistake that I was making is the myth. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? And then throughout my experience, I realized that something was wrong. And then I try to find an example of it. And then the, the actual lesson, right? But it's not going to work. Imagine that newbie <laughs> that's like, for example, like, okay. When you first, when I first got a dog, and I'm sure this is similar in parenting, because like a lot of parents tell me this, right? By the time they could, they could, they get to their, their second child, like with their first child, like every little thing has to be like so perfect. They're worried about every little thing. When the, when the, when the kid is sneezing, it's like, oh my God, take him to the hospital. Like by the time your second child comes, third child comes, they're like a veteran. Like they're like, ah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt with my dog. Like the first time I got a dog, I was like, as soon as the dog sneezed, we'll take him to the bed. And we're like, oh, is, is he okay? And then by the time the second dog came around, I was like, ah, she's fine. <laughs> Something like that. But obviously, if I look at a brand new dog owner, like first week, and I see them doing that, I'm like, huh, they'll get over it. Like, I'm, I'm kind of looking at them like, like that, right? Mm-hmm. But imagine that person that's a newbie trying to teach the lessons that are as somebody experienced trying to teach, 
they're trying to teach it. It's just not going to come out right. Because they don't actually believe that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it feels like when I see people trying to teach lessons on Instagram. or trying to make ourselves like trying to do these myth truths and which I'm not buy- like, okay, I'm not buying it. Because it that, and the reason why I think that happens is because when you've experienced it, you you could come up with the perfect examples. And I think the reason why is because I've experienced so many things in my life. Okay, so that's kind of where my thought ended. Um, and I think there's three different practices here, and which I might kind of base the next quarter of Night Owl Nation on. One is reflecting on the past, mm-hmm. which is the what, what we've been doing at Night Owl Nation, right? Because mm-hmm. I think one thing that I've been doing, I've been really good at, or I do that most people don't, is that I reflect a lot. Like, oh, this happened, okay. I, I go back and I try to reflect what, what really happened there. Try to see from the other side. And, we'll, uh, is there, and then is there any other moments where I did that or something like that? And then recognizing patterns. Like sometimes like I'll listen to a podcast or I'll listen to somebody and like, boom, it's like, oh, that's kind of like this. Mm-hmm. That is kind of like that, right? And, and, and then once you recognize patterns, like you can see all the different times in your life where you repeated that pattern. And sometimes it's like in a relationship. Sometimes it's the relationship with a teacher. Every, all of this has to do with human experience. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like, I was looking at all my myths to sandwiches. And even the ones that are like, um, you know, don't send too many op- too many design options to clients. That sounds like a business advice. But that has, that you see how that's related to, like, a romantic relationship where, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, and Tinder options, you have so many options. So now you are with your yeah. option and wondering, maybe I can do better. Yeah. So almost everything in life are connected like that. Mm-hmm. So like people say, oh, son, how do I connect this to my business? Like business, advice. I'm like, all your advices are also life advices. Like <laughs> that's how it's going to be. You know what I mean? Like even something as simple as like, I mean, even usability, right? Like once you understand usability, it's because of human psychology. Like, you know, even a design advice, when I say, when you do this, highlight these words and then show this image. That's because, you know, like first impressions or, you know what I mean? Like how, how, how a human brain reads or looks at things and things like that. Right? So everything has to do with psychology, human relationships. Like everything is related to everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so recognizing those patterns, right? And then finally is writing, actually writing that into a carousel writing for him like what word should i use to to say this what's the right word to say what's the right example mm-hmm. uh, is this better example than this example why and like, so actually writing it out for impact right that's like the final piece so i think what we need to do at night Owl nation is like every week we need to practice one of these things whether reflecting mm-hmm. pattern recognition or writing and i think as long as we keep practicing that um, we're going to get somewhere. Now, having said that, I looked at some of the, all the ideas that you sent me or the, like the ones that we talked about and, and the ones you sent me. 
And I feel like a lot of those Smith truth are not things from that you've learned in your own life. Mm -hmm. I feel like those, those are textbook examples. Maybe you learn from listening to clients or listening to other people's problems, but not necessarily like a lesson that you learned in your own life. And it's going to be harder. I think it's possible, but I think it's going to be harder. So unless you can tie it to some sort of a lesson that you learned in your own life. So now you, before we were started recording, you were telling me a story. Can we, can we go there first? Because that can be an, I think an example the, mm -hmm. of what I just said. Um, well, um, I am quite, uh, worried about what we are doing here because, uh, I can't help uh, myself, but think like how people that are listening, how they are going to, uh, take it. Is it going to be useful? So I'm stuck with my notes and how to make this as precise as possible, but still I'm also learning. So I'm not sure if this is good or not. And I overthink things. Um, Don't worry about them. Yes. Because I think when you're making short form content, carousels, yes, you're thinking about the audience. Mm -hmm. But I think the whole purpose of a podcast is like, we want it to feel like somebody's like a fly on the wall listening in to somebody else's conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's how they're going to learn. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm learning uh, not to have control over things because uh, I I feel stupid when I'm like talking like this and don't know what uh, I want to say. And uh, I need to, because I don't have things in control, I, I didn't, don't have that kind of polished. So so it's uh, not in my kind of expect, it doesn't hit my expectations and I need to learn to deal with this so to to make this something that is normal because it is um but what i wanted to say uh, is that uh, yesterday um my boyfriend uh, went out um, on some drinks with uh, two guys uh, that are uh, working online and um, they are pretty young like 22 24 years old and uh, they're all into business into career money they're like yeah test this market yeah try it out yeah you just see if something works if something doesn't work yeah if you have money it's it works and my boyfriend came home and we were sitting and talking like oh my god like i'm thinking if i should say this sentence like this or not and uh, this guy don't have any problems they are just doing things so so this was a little bit of slap of reality because uh, yes uh, something is uh, nice when it's kind of polished but uh, life is um, showing me that my test of reality is not working out because uh, I find myself stuck in my notes and not doing anything not having any results uh, overthinking stuff uh, and uh, other people are taking opportunities and uh, fulfilling their goals so yeah <clears throat> so what's the lesson that you learned from there what, what was like the realization 
Well, um, at first moment I was jealous. How can they do it and I cannot do it? So, like, I need to let things go. I cannot control that much. I mean, it's not that I cannot. I don't want to. I want to control less. I want to, like, put something into practice because obviously I want some result. So. Oh, and you think that they're they're getting getting results? They are getting results. They're they're. Um, they're, you know, putting themselves out there. So, um, and I am not uh, doing that, at least not in the amount maybe that I wanted. Because I don't want to go and say whatever uh, it's on my mind. I wouldn't feel fine with that. But also, I'm not fine with... Uh, uh, reading and uh, writing things for 20 hours and uh, being totally silent. So this is also sad for me. Uh, so kind of a little bit of... So you were, did you push. feel inspired? Yeah, after, after my jealousy, I was inspired, <laughs> to be honest. Jealousy, remember, like I said, inspiration comes from shame and envy. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're ashamed that I'm not doing that, yeah. and you're envious that I want to. Yeah, you understand what I mean? Exactly. Like when when Katniss Everdeen at uh, you know Hunger Games just says, "I volunteered to be a tribute, right, to save her sister." Everyone's, everyone's inspired because they're a little feel a little bit ashamed because mm. oh, shit, I have I don't mm. have the courage to do that. And they're a little bit envious, right? Like yeah. they're like, oh, wow. Like, I wish I had the courage to do that. Yeah. Got it. So anyway, let me. But to be honest, to be honest, one part of me is super proud because uh, I am still like this. These talks are stressful because uh, this is going a little bit, you know, expanding my comfort zone. So, so this is something for me, at least for my patterns. I would like so to. when have when has have you experienced something similar like this feeling before? Mm. I mean, here and there, when I would um, when I would see a psychologist, psychotherapist uh, posting uh, content and having so much to say but I don't do it and I want to do it. So, or when um, I see some colleagues taking this final exam in psychotherapy and I'm postponing that for years because I'm not uh, ready. So I feel like I'm just to, to read a little bit of this and this and then I will do it. So kind of, they have the courage to to take that challenge and i don't so when i see that it what, what other times um, other times well um, just try to think about the feeling the emotions that you felt 
not like the situation, but the emotion. I mean, that kind of feeling, um, many times when somebody has courage to say something, even though, you know, you know, those uh, celebrities uh, that are going on you know, TV, they're speaking, whatever, and uh, people online are like trolling them, like, are you, how ridiculous you are, like, you know, so, and those people continue to, to live. So like nothing, nothing spectacular is happening. Uh, they kind of say something uh, stupid or without any thought into it. And, uh, yeah, it's another picture of them on their feed and everything is fine. It's popularity. It's important to anything like draw attention before, before unrelated to career, like when you were younger or when you were <clears throat> hmm. feelings of these kind of envious feelings, probably, um, mm -hmm. probably no, not envious feeling, whatever. I don't know what the actual feeling is. I'm sure it's a multiple things. Yeah. That that's a similar feeling, because I don't I don't think it's just envious. I think there's more to that, more to it. It's it's something that I care about, and I see that somebody uh, that is like in my environment, um, you know, it's like a competition mm -hmm. in your mind. So I I'm thinking about uh, my swimming uh, lessons. So my best friend and I, we were together. Mm -hmm. And we were always like, we are near. So it was kind of a tough fight who is faster, because if you're faster, you are in this line, you go first because you kind of swim one behind another. And if you're faster, you go, uh, you start before. So it's kind of a competition. Am I before her or she's before me? So, mm -hmm. so it's some, um, uh, at some point, if she's faster and uh, she kind of has her first um, place, then um, I want to, you know, I, I don't feel competent enough. I want to do more. So I kind of, I don't know, have some. Okay. So <clears throat> when you tell me that story, multiple things to come to my mind, right? And I think this is what I talked about, like about reflecting all your things and then keeping track of it and recognizing patterns and things like that. So when I was younger, I used to, if, in my twenties, if I heard that story immediately where my mind would go to is like, if I had that same scenario in my twenties, the feeling that I would have is like, these guys are so fucking stupid. Why are they so successful? And I'm not mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. That's where my mind would go. Cause I've, I've experienced that over and over. I'm like, like, really you <laughs> like, you're so stupid. Why are you, why did they pick you? Or yeah. really you have this many followers. I don't understand your content sucks. <laughs> like yeah. that's where my mind first goes. Right. And then 
if you ask me in my 30s, I would be like, you know, or maybe not my 30s, but like early 30s, late 20s, I would be like, um, something like, you know, like I, I recognize that, um, I recognize that stupid people are successful because I've seen it over and over and over. Like I, I would meet a doctor or a lawyer or some mm. successful entrepreneur. And I, I, like, I start talking to them, I'm like, damn, I thought you were smart. You're kind of dumb, <laughs> right? <laughs> that kind of way. Mm. And I see a pattern of that over and over and over and over. Right. And then finally, like I had to accept the fact. And, and I think for me, when it hit was when I was, when I was rewatching Forrest Gump. And that's why I use in that carousel, I use Forrest Gump as an example. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Forrest Gump was literally, if I look at everything that he did in that movie, oh, you know, they, they went to the army or they went to the, yeah, they went to the army and people are like, if you, if somebody's dying, you save, you bring every single one of them, like, doesn't matter, right? And he just did that and he got the Medal of Honor, right? Mm -hmm. And then... And then like things like somebody told him, he's like, oh, just, oh, this, this, this is a new hot stock right now. Apple just invest in it. He's like, oh yeah, I invest in some fruit company. Right. <laughs> That's what he says. But like, I wouldn't have been, see, like at that moment, if somebody's like, oh, this is the next new hot thing, invest in Apple. I would have been like, mm. no, it's not. Right. Like, it's like, I would have been a little skeptical. Right? It's like, no, it's not, it can't be that easy. And I wouldn't have invested. I'm like, no, I'm going to save my money. But that's what made him a millionaire, right? So a lot of things in life is really as easy as doing those basic, simple, stupid shit. Which most, when I watched that movie, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, most people are too smart for their own good. When everybody else is, Telling Forrest Gump, you're stupid for investing in Apple. Who is the real stupid one? Right? <laughs> you're, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of when it, it hit, started hitting me. And I saw, I saw a repetition of that over and over and over. Of how, like, even, like, with my own family. And I saw all, everything kind of opened up for me. Like, I, I opened my eyes to these smart people. These smart people that think 10 steps ahead and think about the problems that's going to happen 10 steps ahead. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm not going to do it at all. Because if I do this and this can happen and this can happen, this can happen and this. And I, I've experienced that in my business. So this pattern repeated in my life over and over and over and over and over and over. And reflection, 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 reflection. To a point where it got to a point where I... So now that I say that, does it, does it make sense to you? Like what? Like oh, this is why yeah. dumb people are successful and smart people are not. Um. Well, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, definitely, this uh, may have uh, been crossing my mind uh, in many cases when I would see people online that are successful, but you see that. Uh, what they are saying is quite, I don't know, shallow. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, sure. And because they have this, um, 
this let's say work ethic so they're working and i'm thinking so this is the difference so so when um when forrest gump bought those apple shares was he it was because was he, he was courageous when those two guys you met they, your boyfriend met last night when they're posting this stupid shit is it because they're courageous mm, i think that um they to be honest they want uh, easy money you know, so they kind of see, oh, this is working. Let's put our effort there. Yeah. So it's, I guess. I don't but, think it's coming from courage. But it, it I also need to like, um, from whatever place is coming, they are posting things and they are having also haters. And they are uh, going through that, even though they have those uh, negative comments, let's say. Um so i don't know how exactly they are doing that but uh it shows some some capabilities at least not to go too deep into that in um in that direction i understand but so when i was younger i always look up to these people Mm -hmm. be like oh my gosh they're so courageous oh, wow it wasn't until like later on i realized it's not that they're courageous they're just uh, they don't know better that's why they're not scared <laughs> like the <laughs> like the reason why children don't have uh, children don't get scared is because they haven't experienced enough failures yet do you understand I mean? and that's the reason why they'll they'll touch something and like that's why a baby walks up to the cliff and like will just mm -hmm. fall off if nobody watches it because they don't know better they don't know what they don't know right and when you don't know like with with ignorance comes courage <laughs> do you understand what i mean yeah and yeah. and that's why i made that post with forrest gump right and it's because for me that was an aha moment for me, it was an aha moment that, okay, I'm, I am my biggest enemy because what I'm doing, and, and also like you fast forward a little few years, what I realized is that whenever I'm over planning in the future, when I actually just say, okay, fuck it and do it, I go back and I look back and I'm like, all those, I'm a programmer. So when you code, you have to think about case scenarios. If somebody clicks this, then what mm -hmm. happens? And then mm -hmm. from here, what happens? And, and it, the, the, it goes to an infinite number of things that can happen, right? And once you make one little error here, like later on, when you have a million users doing that, you, you can have a million different problems, right? So I, I used to overthink the shit out of everything and uh, mm -hmm. be like, oh, yeah, but what if three years later this happens and now we have this much CPU and blah, blah, blah. I, like I'll think about problems that are like five years out, right? And and that's kind of what you do when you're a programmer. But what ended up happening is in five years, we ended up just rebuilding the whole thing because we got investment. <laughs> the client got a $20 million investment, hire all these programmers and just re-engineer the whole thing. So it didn't, I was worrying about problems that didn't even matter. Yeah. And I, I started seeing so many programmers like that, be like, yeah, but we need to think about this or what. It was like, 
by that time, you're either going to be out of business or you would have funding so you can fix all of that. Like you're literally trying to solve problem that's not never going even going to happen. Mm. But we don't think that way, right? So, so this is what I mean by why life experience is so important in trying to reverse engineer to try to fit the right myth and truth, right? So, for example, if like right now, if I were to speak to somebody like you, right, the shallow way of somebody who hasn't learned the lesson themselves would just listen to something and tell you, be like, you just got to jump in and have courage and have confidence, right? Yeah. Like none of them is going to work for you. Well, none of those advice is going to work for you. I know for a fact. Why? Because it's not like you didn't hear that before. Yeah. <laughs> you still didn't do it, mm. right? I have to logically explain to you what the thing that you're doing wrong in order for you to actually have courage, right? And one of the ways I can do it is to show you why, why dumb people succeed. Like, mm -hmm. because they don't, they don't think about problems five steps ahead and they just take the first step because they're dumb, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they're kind of smart because <laughs> the thing, the problem that you think is going to happen five steps away, there's almost 0% chance that that problem is actually going to happen. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And once you realize that, is it easier for you to take that first step? <laughs> I mean, it's still going to be hard, but. Yeah, at least because uh, for exactly. For me, courage is to give up a little bit. So just not to do three percentage, to do three percentage less than what I did before. Normally would. Yeah. So. And for me, here's the thing, right? Here's even the next level of lesson of that. For me, it's still hard. I still overthink. Mm. And that's why like, I keep switching. It's like, no, nah, this is not going to work. Let's try this. But that's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. And I still catch myself doing that on a daily basis mm -hmm. with Night Owl Nation and things like that. But the difference now is this, right? I catch myself. Yes. I'm like, ah, oh, oh, there you yes. go, son. Overthinking yes. again. And then, you know what I mean? Yes. I think that <laughs> and this that's is the difference. Exactly. This is the whole point of uh, psychotherapy. Because uh, once you bring those patterns to your awareness, you have more options to see if you can, if you want to do something different. So, but also with that come awareness that under stress, everything's, everything can fall apart again. Yeah. yeah. And then, you and that's what happens to me. That's it. I, I start overthinking the most when I'm under stress. Mm. But then the more I do it, the more I catch myself, right? So the more, like, in the beginning you get triggered, and blah, blah, blah. but the more you get triggered and the more you realize, recognize that, the more more you get triggered and then quickly you, exactly. you can come back, Yeah. right? And it's, to me, the emotion of getting triggered because somebody says something and me starting to overthink because, oh my gosh, that's, oh, no, these people are complaining about the points in the small group. Oh my God, oh my God no, we got to fix it. Like, it's literally the same emotion. Mm. It's really not that different. And then I have to be like, okay, calm down, son. Yeah. It's like, it's just two people that complained. 
it's not the end of the world, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. we gotta play through, and and that and that happening over and over and over again taught me another lesson, which is in the beginning of years of my business, I used to do this. I'm like, no, that's not working. Boom. Oh no, that's not working. Boom. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's not working. Boom. And then later on, when I actually stopped caring, okay, that doesn't work. Fuck it. Like we still have to finish this project, so let's just keep going, right? When I cared less and I just let it go, like a few months later, like we started making money and I'm like, holy sh-. And then that was like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. As soon as I stopped caring, that's when we started becoming successful. Why? Because when I stopped caring, I didn't keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth anymore. I just let it go. And sometimes you just got to ride that thing out for a while. And that's when I realized running a business is like steering a ship. When you do something, <laughs> you have to mm-hmm. play it out to see what happens rather than just thinking a quick this. And, and the reason, another reason why I noticed that is because I saw my clients do it. They'll do, do an A-B testing and like, I know for a fact that this is going to work better in the long run. Not just because of immediate sales, but because of branding, building trust, where I knew that this one, maybe it might convert sales right now, but you're going to lose lose um, trust with some people or something like that. And they're like, let's A-B test it. And they'll A-B test it. And then in a week, they're like, no, this one worked better. And then just go for it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like, like they were making quick decisions like that, right? So all of those things that happen in your life are just building block patterns that you can look at. And all of those things can become lessons for other things too. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what, the reason why I wanted you to bring up the experience is like, we need to look at everything like that way. What is the lesson I learned here? Let's reflect back in the past. What are the different, what's really going on here? And as we live life, and as we mix experience more stuff and as we reflect more stuff on more things we're going to be able to connect the dots much better mm-hmm. yeah it makes sense mm, the more the more um i'm in the community and the more um the more I see how everything needs to be connected to your personal experience and to your own lessons that you need to be clear on your personal lesson and on who actually, what person in what situation you are addressing what you want to say. Um, So that there is not like general advice. It's still kind of a blurry, but uh, that kind of specific specificity in uh, what you learned and who is this for you need to have for for the lesson to work i think you should just for me i teach lessons for based on the problems that i've had mm-hmm. and I, I think it almost it kind of evolves by itself because what ends up happening is, if I if I were to talk, meet those two guys that you're talking about, right, from last night, I would never give this advice to them, right? Or I would, and it wouldn't make sense to them mm-hmm. because it's it's irrelevant for them. Like there are different advices that they need to hear, 
<laughs> Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. But the thing is, because I'm, I keep giving advice based on my own experience and what I've struggled with in the past when I was a newbie, the mistakes that I was making, what ends up happening is I tend to attract people that are like me, that have similar personality like me, that the, the people that tend to overthink, mm-hmm. you know, but do you, know, you know what I mean? Not those people. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. And because I attract people like me, I get more questions like that. So then because I get more questions like that, I'm like, okay, I can, I, I can help them with that. And then I, I give them my own, what I learned. And I think it's like a, from there, it's like, and that's why I think people say personal branding is all about, you know, you're going to attract people that are like you. I see. I see. Right. Mm. Why are you so quiet all of a sudden? No. Are you I'm... sleepy? <laughs> well, a little bit. A little bit because I was uh, too much into like uh, preparing the notes to see where we stopped last time. So now that I know where we should uh, start from. So I am a little bit uh, sleepy, to be honest. Now, let's work on your mixture sandwich. Which one did we land on last time? Okay. Uh, sometimes I sense that um, that even because the fact that you disagree with something, you see something in your environment, you disagree with it. You don't have kind of a clue because we don't go into so many details why we disagree with about something or if we thought about that before. Um, but uh, many times I sense that uh, maybe this was part of my thinking or in think- thoughts that were surrounding me uh, with my close people. But um, I didn't put my like conclusion on that. So it looks like there is a lesson, but it's uh, not easy to to name it. Yeah. Um, Maybe you're still dealing with the problem, right? You haven't, because like in order for some, some there to be a lesson, first, number one, you have to recognize that there's a problem. This is the problem mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, oh, the problem is that, you know, I'm overthinking and thinking step 10 steps ahead rather than just, you know, taking, you know, yeah. I should just be stupid and just take the first step or whatever. Like now I understand what the problem is. Okay. Now what's the lesson, right? And then, like, after a while, you try it yourself again. Did that lesson work or did it not work? Did it work? Did it not work? And, mm-hmm. and it's like, and then you start coming with, with a few different tips, right? So one tip I would give for myself, whenever I'm, you know, what, like, one of the things I had to say, ask myself is, like, start messy. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a lesson, right? <laughs> like, start messy, right? Or, like, um, Another lesson that I have is sometimes I hype myself up to be the underdog. I like being the underdog. I want everybody to mock me mm-hmm. and underestimate me and be like, I want to be in that place. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, that's my way of courage. I'm like, bring it on. Right. So sometimes I'll purposely post something stupid or purposely post something yeah. with really bad video quality or something like that. It's like ripping off the bad day, right? So that that works for me sometimes. Like, so there are 
different things that I've tried in order to overcome this problem. And then, and then I know what works, what doesn't work and things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, so I had one thought, but I lost it right now. Uh, I was thinking this week, uh, because I was paying attention to like where, with what, uh, maybe people I disagree with and why and how would I advise them? Uh, so <laughs> I noticed uh, one person that uh, was uh, sharing online that actually she was struggling uh, something in, let's say, mental health area with her inner child and she did some work and now she's healed. She doesn't have these coping mechanisms anymore uh, because now she's aware of like what she needs and la, la, la. And this was a little bit, it was irritating me when I saw it. And I, why is this bothering me? It was like moment like, oh, this is, this is my reaction to when I see these things. Um, so I was thinking about... <laughs> Um uh, so the I think that people have that if if they talk more about things that what they have issues with they air their dirty laundry more so but they talk about their traumas and what they have been through there is kind of a belief that this will actually fix these patterns so this is one thing that I was thinking uh the other thing is... Is that what she was doing? Was she, like, talking about her trauma? Uh, yes, she has that... She has the, the habit of doing that. So she's open to talk about her issues. So this is now considered that it means that uh, she's much more closer to her true self or however we name it. Uh, but the point is... This is my point that I made. So if you really deep dive into your uh, patterns, then you need to find uh, that it's super hard to get rid of them. And even if you don't have them activated at this time, you never know if they're going to be activated at some point, if they're going to be triggered. So you never know if you are fixed or not, if you're really mm -hmm. fixing your patterns. But the fact that you're saying mm -hmm. that you fixed something proves that you actually don't know what you're talking about. So mm -hmm. this, this was my... I see, I see what you mean, yeah. Thought process. It's like, uh, I, I, like I, I don't trust people that are like, I'm at a really good place right now. So, <laughs> and I'm like, are you really? You don't seem like you're like, because usually people who say that, <laughs> it doesn't seem like they're at a good place. <laughs> I mean, even, I'm not, I don't want to judge that part. I mean, if, if she is in a good, if she's saying that, I, I'm not here to, uh, to put my judgment on that. But uh, mm. that moment of, 
like I healed it. I kind of, I fixed it. Or like when they say, sorry, when they say I've, I'm finally at a good place now, yeah. like something like that. Yeah. Mm. Well, here's why. And when, when you was, okay, so what, let, let's go, let's go to your own experience. Okay. Why do you think, why do you think, what do you think you feel that way? Like, have, have you been there before? Of course. Where she is? Of course. When, um, I mean, many Like when times, you feel like I'm healed. <laughs> many times I, um, many times before when I would read a book, um, mm -hmm. I would read a book and have some insight. Oh, and I would uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, how do you say it? Mark that um and have some stars there oh this is me oh my god this is my life so now i and the fact that i'm kind of admitting that and having that insight is kind of a proof okay i won't do it anymore so now i know what to search for i know what are red flags uh, what are thinking patterns so so this would be proof for myself and then on my first uh, next challenge, I would see that uh, I would stress out and I would overthink again and everything goes back the same. Um, it is like... Huh. So do you think, do you, let me ask you this, do you think she's experienced that or no? Like, I guess, do you think she's lying or do you think she's just not, doesn't know? I don't know. Is it a common thing that you see a lot? Is that a common thing when people say? Well, it's, it's more that, you know, when somebody is avoiding to avoiding some part and holding so strong for familiar part. So they kind of want to have control over their reality and to avoid everything that is going to suppress it. Uh, maybe the reality is that uh, they don't want to change or that they don't know um, that those problems are too connected to them, that they kind of connect with other people through their problems. So, so give me an example. This example, I, I kind of think I know what you mean. But uh, if we imagine like this person or any other person that is uh, kind of speaking of how much they have work on themselves. So it's those people that um, will in general, like situation, you nobody's talking about like work on yourself. We're just like here for the coffee. And they will bring up. I had such insightful weekend you know my process with my therapist oh my god so we had and they are going through their patterns so we tackled my trauma of this and that so this is their the way they kind of uh, interact and bond so it's the whole identity uh, and they don't know who they are if they don't know don't have this part so 
Uh, that sounds like a different lesson right there. Okay. What do you have in your mind? Isn't it? That that has to do more with identity, right? It's almost like Yeah. yeah, yeah. Healing from my trauma is my identity. That's who I am. <laughs> like Yeah. So they every everywhere they go they have to talk about it. <laughs> so But also to me it's pretty the same because this kind of identity it can be in terms of i'm healed or i'm not healed it's the same thing it's that identity of i am now you know this is me like i'm working on myself i finished it i had this or that sometimes it's good experience sometimes it's bad but every time it's the same it's me and i'm going through some uh some problems it's never about how are you? It's always about me, but in this way. But that, does that relate to what you were saying about like you, when you read something from a book and you're like, okay, I'm healed or uh, now I found the answer or something like that. Is, is that related? Yes. Mm. Well, now that you've brought it up, no. Because I think I, I, I understand all the little things that you're talking about mm -hmm. and I kind of understand it, but I'm trying to see what is the one myth, so to speak. Okay. So, okay. So the example that I brought with this identity is yes, it's different, but, um, yeah, it's different. Topic. Is the myth something like, if you think you're, if you think you're healed, or if you think you're, if you think you've accomplished healing or you're fixed, mm -hmm. that means you're not fixed. <laughs> Something like that. Exactly. That's the lesson. Yeah. Okay. So the myth is, uh, you know, people say like, oh, I, you know, I, I've been working on myself and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I think I'm, yeah. You know, I'm finally healed or I'm finally at a good place. Yes. Right? And the truth is, if you're saying that you're probably not healed and you're probably not at a good place. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. So now let's try to find examples of that. Examples of that thing. How when you say I'm this, you're actually not. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. the fact that you're saying that. <laughs> The fact that you think that you've achieved something Proves actually that. means you haven't, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what are some other areas? From, from your, it could be from your experience or experience that you've seen or things that you, people, you know. You know, this reminds me of on the Dunning-Kruger effect. And, and every time we start doing something, it looks like we conquered it. Yeah. It, I mean, that's definitely part of it. I mean, that, that's definitely the reason why. Mm -hmm. It's because that person doesn't realize that. Mm -hmm. But 
but that in Kruger effect can apply to almost everything, right? Yeah. Like it, like those two guys. That's also the in Kruger effect. Yeah. <laughs> those two guys just don't know it better. Yeah. <laughs> like it's. it's yeah, you're, but you're, now I have. That's why you're so confident in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now just put this in. So, so give me another example of dunning Kruger effect. Mm -hmm. That has to do with. Oh, I, now I know. I know what to do now. Like you know what I mean. A, a similar example. That feels like the person who who thinks they're healed or who thinks that I have a I have a view, but I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I want to see if you can come up with. It. And don't don't overthink it too much. Just what does it feel like? I mean it. I confuses this identity part and the insights. Um, you know. Let's throw the identity part completely out mm -hmm, the window. Mm -hmm. Because I think that, yes, that's related, but that's another post. <laughs> that's another <laughs> lesson and that's another thing. And we can get into that next week if you want. Okay. So. Because I understand the reason why they think that they're healed is because that, like, they've created their identity around that, just like two, those, those two guys from last night, mm -hmm. they created this identity that, oh yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm a successful, like they created that because they don't know better, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it, and, and everything. So, but that's like a completely different topic, I think. I mean, they're related, but okay. at the same time, it's a different thing than what we're trying to do here. I mean, every every skill that we want to learn, um, if you if you want to learn swimming, so the first time you're in the water, once you think you're good, <laughs> yeah, when you when you kind of uh, keep yourself above, uh, um, you know, above water, or however you say it, uh, so it's kind of a success. You don't have any style. You're just You're like I figured it out. Yeah, I, I'm I'm swimming, so this is it. But um, but actually, but that... when when you kind of really figure that out, yeah, now you see. Okay, but I don't know how to move from this point. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's the success. Um, at that. But that point. doesn't prove that they don't. They don't. It doesn't prove that the. Because in our example here, right? Mm -hmm. Just the mere fact that I, I've healed myself. It means I know. Is the proof that you haven't? Yeah. Yeah, but just saying that, oh, I did it, is in itself is not the proof that that person actually doesn't know how to swim, right? Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I mean? But I feel like there are other examples where once somebody says. Oh, now I'm good. Now I'm, mm -hmm. I'm finally there. Proves that you don't know what you're talking about. I guess no. I guess I the mean, swimming those, could work. I, those code because it's kind of like that in yoga. Okay. Like once you, because <laughs> that's how it was. Like after a while, I'm like, oh, I think I got it now. It's like, mm -hmm. and then some some yogi who's been doing it for 20 years comes to me and be like. Good for you, because I still haven't gotten it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, 
with every with every skill um if you every blunt advice that we uh, that we get like just just do it like just stop feeling sad just uh, remove that person from your life so the fact that uh, somebody is having that easy answer proves that they don't know don't understand the complexity of the situation so proves that they don't they don't have capacity at that moment at least to understand the other okay. person okay what do you think is the example that's gonna really hit it home for most people because he, he, here the, the the slight difference here mm-hmm. is the fact that because yes the fact that they're saying that does means just means that they don't really know right mm-hmm. but in return you know what's happening is it you know when when a person i mean maybe this is not a good example but so a person uh, is in toxic relationship and they break up and she's like now i'm done this is my last time here i'm never coming back so i don't care for him anymore this is mm-hmm. the example but uh, the fact that uh, the fact that she says that she says that <laughs> means that she's not done. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. The the fact that you actually state that or you think that is the proof that you you're not done. Yes, something like that, right? Yes. Yes. Whereas in the swimming example, those things that yes, it's true. It's the same reason why that happens. But the fact that they think that they figure out how to swim doesn't prove that they don't, they don't know. know how to swim. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they still know, do know how to swim a little yeah. bit or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. right? Whereas in here, the fact that you think that in itself is contradictory to the thing that mm-hmm. you're saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So what example? So that's a have? great example, right? Like yeah. when, when somebody keeps, so I'm so over it and like, the fact that the mere fact, because like if you're really over it, you wouldn't even be talking about it, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, you want to hear a better one? Of course. You know how you know for a fact that an addict is not recovered? Oh, okay. <laughs> when they say I will never. When they say. I'm, I, yeah, I, I'm cured. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm cured. I'm fixed now. I'm, I, mm. I'm like every real, true recovering addict knows that it's an everyday process. You have for the rest of my life. Mm. Now I have to live every day. I have to fight it every single day because at any day I can relapse. They, yeah. True addict really knows that, right? But the ones that goes to rehab for the first time, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm cured. I'm finally over it. Yeah. Those are usually the ones that three months later, it goes back to using that. Do you understand? Yeah, I mean? this is it. This is, you nailed it. It cannot be better, better than this. So, yeah. That, and a lot of things true. in life are like that. Like the ones that say, oh, like now I'm at a, you know, now, not like now I'm at a good place with my health and fitness, right? Because every day I go to the mm-hmm. gym and I eat healthy. And usually the ones that talk about that are usually the ones that relapse, relapse it. Cause like, I, I think that's relapsing with 
unhealthy habits, right? Like whether it's smoking, eating junk mm. food, not mm. going to the gym. Like I think it's the same exact thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the ones that really knows how hard it is to be consistent on Instagram mm. are the ones that understand that. <laughs> like, uh, you know, now I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I actually really like your example better because your example is something that I think more people can understand. But I think here's the thing, right? The one who got out of a toxic relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Who, but who doesn't talk about it, right? Do you think it's because that person is over it? Like they're completely really over the person? Mm -hmm. Or is it because they know that keep talking about it is actually going to make it worse and they want to actively stop you know, thinking about it or going to that place. So they, they're actively not talking about it. Like they're consciously not talking about it. They're consciously, um, or do you think that maybe it's something like, because here's the thing, right? The person who says I'm healed, (laughs) right? Like, what would be the right thing to do for that person is to just not say it at all or is to say i'm still going through it and it's it's still hard and i'm i'm still you know yeah i think i think that but if you um i guess if that person is saying that uh, and honestly thinking that when well there is nothing uh, to say to that person because if somebody feels like they are healed who am i to tell them no you're not the fact that you are saying that if somebody's feeling good uh, but um, i would advise the awareness like be cautious about those patterns because they are not disappearing so just to not to jump to the conclusion, but to uh, to be a little bit more patient and uh, I don't know, mindful about. So when you feel like you're before. healed, um, that's when you should actually be careful. Would that be would that be right? I guess it is, but the the fact like careful, like how somebody to use the careful word, like what means to be careful, how to be careful. Um, Not careful, but more like you should be more cautious. It's kind of like this, right? See if this example makes sense. You know, when I first got my driver's license, Mm -hmm. I was so scared. I was always like... This conversation does continue here, but only for our Night Owl Nation members. If you'd like to hear the full conversation, Click the link in the description and join us at nightowlnation.com.